Alright folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 Podcast. I am Russell, your host. Once again, I just want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable. You're spending it here. I hope that you are learning things that you can apply to your own life. And then I also hope that you are becoming a leader among those around you and sharing this information to help those around you grow as well. So once again, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. It's all True Results 303, right? Spiritual, health and fitness, all that good stuff in the videos, on Facebook, in the posts, everything that you need to become a well-rounded person in life. You can also email me at trueresults303 at gmail or at yahoo.com for your questions, comments, and concerns. Coming at you today with a with a podcast on why you are financially troubled or why your family will always be financially troubled, right? This is a big issue. I think we all struggle. Everybody wants to get that raise at work, right? Everybody always wants more money. Everybody always wants more. But once again, I think we need to truly understand the problem, right? So since I brought that up, I had this deeper down in my notes, but we always want more. So I'm going to get this one right off the bat. First of all, we truly need to understand what is a luxury and what is a necessity. This is what we struggle with the most, right? Necessity, food, clothing, water, shelter. You might be able to say transportation if you want, but you always have the bus. I might have forgot a couple things. Food, clothing, water, shelter, shelter, transportation. Those are our main things. If worse comes to worse, you can take a bus. Uh, Food, if worse comes to worse, right? You eat ramen noodles. If you went to college, you did that anyways, right? I think we've got to understand those things because we've gotten this false sense of luxury, we of necessity, sorry, that is really a luxury, but we value it as a necessity, right? TV is not a necessity, all right? Watching your Game of Thrones, your Simpsons, your Biggest Loser, whatever it is that is not a necessity. There is free TV. You buy the antenna. You have free TV. Internet is not a lux- is not a necessity. It is a luxury. Going out to eat is not a necessity. It's a luxury. Now, just because it's become the norm and more common, we feel like it's something that we need to participate in. Unfortunately, you're wrong. So understanding a necessity over a luxury is going to be the really big issue. Okay, that's going to be our big issue. Now, that's going to lead into this one of how you spend your money. Right? This is another reason why you are always going to be financially struggling or you are always going to be financially broke. You know, I see people all the time on Facebook. There was there was one. I'm sure this person will never listen to the podcast, so I don't have to worry about it. They went in to uh apply for I think it was like food stamps or went to the food bank or something like that right and then they're like I got rejected 
I need to, you know, I need to figure something out. I can't afford to feed my family. And then within the next week or two, they're posting pictures of them going out to eat, going to a concert, doing all these other things. But for some reason, just a week ago, you were trying to get money or food from a food bank. But then all of a sudden, you know, we already know you probably got the nicest phone, right? You've got the nicest phone. They're talking about how they're watching the Game of Thrones and all these other things, right? Then they're going out to eat and they're going to concerts. But for some reason, you can't afford to feed your family. It just doesn't make sense, right? So how are you spending your money? You're going out to eat. You're spending it in the wrong ways, right? It's kind of like they say, God will not bless you with more if you're not using what he's already given you properly, okay? That's what we've got to understand. If you're not using what he's given you properly. So instead of spending your money on going out to eat, going out to drink, going to concerts, cable TV, all these different things. You need to be spending your money in a way that's going to positively influence your life for the better. Now that could be taking college courses online. It could be purchasing books. It could be hiring a mentor to teach you. It could be going to a seminar. It could be hiring a personal trainer to help you get in shape so you look better, feel better, and want to accomplish more. The only reason why I bring that one up is because I had a client, husband and wife that I trained. He was a police officer. He, you know, they trained with me for a month. They spent probably five thousand, or not for a month, for a year. They spent probably five thousand dollars on personal training. After that, he lost so much weight, felt so great, he went back to college. He said after two months of sacrificing the eating and all the other negative ways they were spending their money, within two months they had made all the money back that they had spent on the training, okay? They've made all that money back. That they, that was when they, they did two six months, right? So it was 2,500 bucks. So in two months, they had already saved the 2,500 bucks and he was back to putting money in his savings account, okay? And that was a six-month program. So after two months, he had already paid off. He'd already recuperated the money that he spent on training and was back making money. Right? Then he built upon his success. He lost the weight. He was feeling good. He decided, I'm going back to college because I know that's what's going to be best for me. Right? Because now he's just making money. Right? If he recouped $2,500 in two months and he decided after probably like month, month eight to go back to college, right? So that would be, so it's two months. Then you go to four, six, eight. That's three. That's 2,500 times three. That was $7,500. That he saved within those next six months and he decided he was going to use that to go back to college to further his career. Okay? And that's that concept right there. Sometimes you got to spend money to make money. He spent it to get in shape. He realized that, dang, I was really mismanaging my money. Now I'm going to start going back to college. I feel good. I feel great. I've accomplished great things. I'm going to build upon my success and I'm going to go back to college to become smarter to be able to get that next pay grade. Okay? So how are you spending your money? I hope that's a perfect example right there that's going to show you there are better ways that you should be spending the money that you have. Next is going to be how you save your money. Right? We, we get these things and we need to understand. We usually just decide to pay ourselves with a material possession. Right? Would you be upset if your boss just straight said, well, you know what, I'm going to take $100 out of your paycheck and I'm just going to buy give you a pair of pants instead? Well, no. You wouldn't, right? But unfortunately, when you get paid, the first thing you do is go out and buy a pair of pants, buy a shirt, buy some shoes, buy this, buy that, 
Okay, that's that's another thing. The, the worst thing people do is they get a raise and then all of a sudden they go buy a new car that's worth more money. It's like, well, why don't you save some of that money first, right? So you always need to make sure you're paying yourself first. A savings account, whatever the case may be, retirement fund, you need to save, pay yourself first, right? Your boss has paid you for working. Now you must pay yourself. So you need to pay yourself first. And now it's just finding other ways to get uh, to, to to purchase the things that you enjoy for a cheaper price. So clothing, discount clothing stores, um, going to a restaurant if you are going to go out to eat, going to the times you know where it's like Wednesday wing day, Monday burger day, something along those lines. To where if you're going to go out to eat, you're you're getting it at a discounted rate. Try to use coupons. Try to do whatever. In my opinion, it's just stay at home, watch the game cook your own food, you know, people that go to concerts, to me, that's ridiculous, I went to one concert in my entire life, I'm 34, I, it was an Eminem concert when he came here, and it was, like, I went, spent the money on the ticket, you know, and I probably still didn't even go to this concert until I was 25, and and I was, uh, as I was there, and it wasn't even one of his good albums, it was the Encore album, but it was him, 50 Cent, and Lil Scrappy, this is when I used to listen to a lot of gangster rap, I don't listen to it now, but... You know, I'm sitting there, and I mean, it was fun, but personally, instead of dropping 100 bucks on a ticket, I could have went and bought a $15 bottle of alcohol, sat at home, and listened to to the CD. You know, to me, it, it just really didn't matter. It seriously didn't, you know, and that's just me. Maybe I'm weird. I'm not a concert person. Next is, this is the big one too, right? We've already talked about paying yourself first, using your money wisely. Now, are you using your time wisely? I came up with this concept and I made a video called Why You Should Never Work Overtime Again. Why You Should Never Work Overtime Again. And this is a partial reason for the housing market collapse in 2008, right? People were working a lot of overtime, a lot of overtime. So they went to apply for a house. They were able to actually get financed for a house that they couldn't afford because the paycheck showed when you're working 20, 30 hours overtime, Right, the paycheck shows more than what you're really making because overtime's not always going to be there. So now, all of a sudden, when hours started getting cut, the market crashed. People couldn't afford their homes, right? Because you're working overtime. So it's living within, I would say, more of a 40-hour work week paycheck, maybe even a 45. But if you're working 10, 15 hours of overtime a week, I wouldn't set that as my maximum standard of of living for money. Okay, and another reason why I say stop working overtime is because you have to use your time well as well <laughs> that sounded horrible you know you just got to use your time wisely as well right so what ventures do you have what can you do to make extra money do you like to carve things out of wood are you a great painter are you whatever right so instead of working so much overtime use that time to create more paintings uh, build more ships in a bottle, whatever the case may be, doing these things so you can sell it and make extra money. Do you like to carve bears and animals and things into trees, right? You know how if you go places, they carve all these animals and trees. Once they cut them down, they'll carve a sculpture, make a sculpture out of the tree. Do you enjoy doing that? Well, you should be refining that skill, that tool to make money. 
And the, the other reason why I say that is because a lot of people don't even like the job they have anyways. They're miserable there. They do it just to collect a paycheck and, you know, be able to buy a bunch of crap. So why don't you use that time you have to better yourself at whatever skill it is, hoping that one day you might be able to make a living off of that instead of having to go to a job that you hate. So I hope that's making sense there. And I hope that's connecting with you as well. Next is how you invest your money, right? We've got to be able to look to retirement. So I heard from a financial advisor, anything that you put into the market, whatever the case may be that you invest, it'll usually double every seven years, right? So I just like to use the, we'll just use the 10,000, right? So imagine this. Imagine if the day your son or daughter is born into this world, you put $10,000 in their name into an account. By the time they're seven, it's going to be worth 20. By the time they're 14, it's going to be worth 40. By the time they're 21, it's going to be worth 80. By the time they're 28, it's going to be worth 160. By the time they're 35, it's going to be worth 320. By the time they're 42, it's going to be worth 680. Right? By the time they're 49, it's going to be worth 12, 1.2. Right? By the time they're, uh, what was I on, 49? Was I on 49? So by the time they're 56, it's going to be worth 2.4. So just leaving your child $10,000 or having $10,000 for them to never spend by the time they turn, that they're born, if I did that math right, I messed that up. Let's see, 10, 20, 40, 80. I think I did mess that up, but whatever. I mean, you get the you get the drift, right? So if you actually invest your money wisely, it's going to help you in the future. And then the next, setting up for future generations. I think we've got to understand that, you know, uh, yes, people are born into money, which is fine, and they should be applauded in my opinion. This is the thing with Donald Trump. Everybody wants to hate him. Well, he inherited his money. He inherited his money. You know how many people win the lottery? 5 million, 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, and within five years are dead broke? So just not being able to blow it should be an accomplishment in itself, right? Because if you end up saving up enough money, you could most likely just live off the interest if you decided to live humbly and not blow it. And not blow it. Okay, so next we've got to be able to understand that leaving something for future generations. This is how you set up your family for success. This is how you truly set up your family for success, right? My mother has told me she's only in her 50s, but she's like, ah, when I die, I'm going to leave you the house. I'm like, that's great. You know, who would not kill to have an extra thousand dollars a month? Would you not kill to have an extra thousand dollars a month? Right? So you leave the house, you put you leave the house to your children, you put it in the will. This house can never be sold for when you die. From then on, you can either live in it or you can rent it. So you either have an extra thousand dollars because you don't have to pay rent, or you have an extra thousand dollars, fifteen hundred in today's economy, you'd have an extra two grand because you're going to rent the house out. Right? So it's setting up for future generations. And I think that's what we've got to understand happened in the past, right? Those rich people back in the day just didn't say, man, I'm about to die. I better start blowing this because I can't take it with me. You can't take it with you, but you can set up future generations for success. Now, once again, it also comes with the price of 
ensuring that you have raised your children properly to where they are not going to blow that money. Or you're going to have to set a bunch of rules and regulations on the money so they cannot. So there it is. Food for thought. I hope all of this right now is soaking in in some way, shape, or form and making you understand that a majority of the financial issues that we have today are usually our own fault. And not only can we figure out how to become more financially stable, there are ways that we and you know ways that we can follow to ensure financial stability for future generations. It just all starts with you. It all starts with me. It starts with us. What are we going to do to ensure that these things happen? All right? So that's the end. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I hope you found great value in this. Not only is it going to help you in your life, but once again, don't forget to share this stuff with other people. Don't forget to rate this podcast, mainly on iTunes, because iTunes runs the world, and we need to make sure that people know that this podcast is out there. So once again, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube channel for all your health, fitness, spiritual topics like this as well. Don't forget to subscribe to all those things to keep you within the community, to keep you growing, keep us growing together, right? That's what it's about, building that community of trust, of of belonging, and area that you can go to where you know you're going to get quality information that's going to help you on your journey. Don't forget, you can also contact me through email, trueresults303 at yahoo or at gmail.com. Hit me up there. Any questions, comments, or concerns, I'm always open to criticism, whatever you think I can do to become better as well. So there we go. Thank you. Don't forget to share all this information. And stay tuned for the next episode.